and this is the Positive the Business Mirror, and this is the Burberry Podcast. Good day. Welcome to Business Mondays with BM, a segment of the Business Mirror Burberry Podcast that tackles the performance of the Philippine stock market. The Business Mondays with BM Podcast segment is based on the stories by Business Mirror reporters BG Cabod and Kai Ordinario. The Broderick Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Cabangon, publisher of The Business Mirror. Today we podcast week 32 of the Stock Market Outlook for August 7, 2023 to August 11, 2023. The information in this podcast should not be misconstrued as investment or financial advice. Business Mirror would not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. For the text version, Please go to the company section of the Business Mirror website and the Business Mirror newspaper. Share prices fell again this week as profit taking continued despite lower inflation for July and during the first half corporate earnings report period. The benchmark Philippine Stock Exchange Index dropped 174.42 points to close at 6,450.84 points. The main index was down in three of the five trading sessions, with Friday taking most of the fall at almost 2%. Jafet Luis Chanchanko, the senior research analyst at Philstock's Financials Incorporated, said the local market gave up its ground above the 6,600-point level as Fitch's downgrade of the U.S. long-term credit rating pushed the U.S. long-term yields higher and raised concerns over the United States and, consequently, the global economy. Tanchanko said in the process, the local bourse also fell below its 50-day and 200-day exponential moving averages. Volume of trade was still anemic, only reaching an average value of 4.6 billion pesos. Foreign investors, who accounted for about half of the trades, were net buyers at 13.11 billion pesos. With the exception of the property index, that gained 38.67 points to close at 2,761.15 points, all other sub-indices ended on the red. The broader all shares index fell 79.31 to close at 3,447.61. The financials index declined 36.18 to close at 1,903.87. The industrial index shed 201.76 to close at 9,004.56. The holding firms index plunged 259.23 to close lower at 6,137.75. The services index retreated 71.70 to close at 1,530.27. And the mining and oil index was down 303.88 to close at 10,111.33. For the week, losers edge gainers 161 to 57 and 32 shares were unchanged. The top gainers were Concrete Aggregates Corporation A, Trans-Pacific Broadband Group International Incorporated, Philippine Realty and Holdings Corporation, Manulife Financial Corporation, Concepcion Industrial Corporation, Price Corporation, 
and Pacific Online Systems Corporation. The top losers, meanwhile, were Philippine Racing Club Incorporated, Jack Stones Incorporated, GeoGrace Resources Philippines Incorporated, Apollo Global Capital Incorporated, Agri-Nurture Incorporated, Green Energy Holdings Incorporated, and ABS-CBN Corporation. Share prices may go up this week, but trading may be volatile as investors may pick up cheaper stocks due to succeeding decline in market prices. Juan Paulo Colette, Managing Director at China Bank Capital Corporation, said after its largest weekly loss since September 2022, the market may see volatile trading this week. Colette said that steep sell-off last Friday, induced mainly by institutional trades for the Philippine Stock Exchange Index rebalancing, could prompt an index rebound on Monday. Activity for the rest of the week will be driven by Philippine second quarter gross domestic product and U.S. July inflation prints, corporate earnings reports, and the MSCI index review announcement, Colette said. Colette added that the market is likely to remain mired in its multi-month range with major resistance at 6,700 to 6,750 and support at 6,370 to 6,400. Meanwhile, Broker 2 Trade Asia said the market is finally seeing tailwinds with inflation further eased in July, dropping to just 4.7%, much slower than June's 5.4% and bringing the year-to-date figure to just 6.8%. Broker 2 Trade Asia said this deceleration might just tie the Banco Central and Filipinas towards another status quo decision on the policy meeting on August 17, especially if U.S. inflation, which comes late next week, continues to be accommodative. There are possible spoilers, however, Broker 2 Trade Asia said, these are weather-related impacts on local supply, impending wage hikes call into question the sustainability of sub-5% consumer price index, but steady oil prices. Given recent developments, the Banco Central and Filipinas said the country may overshoot the inflation target this year. According to Banco Central and Filipinas Governor Eli Remolona Jr., with various measures to address supply chain issues, the country may still be able to, quote-unquote, stick the landing when it comes to the government's inflation targets. The Development Budget Coordination Committee has set an inflation target of 2.5% to 4.5% this year and 2% to 4% next year until 2028. Governor Rebolona said monetary authorities want to stick the landing, as they say in gymnastics. The BSP governor added they want to get to the target range without overshooting it too much. The BSP chief said he thinks monetary authorities will overshoot a little bit, but they won't fall flat on their face. The governor said from getting to the target range, monetary authorities can settle comfortably within the 2% to 4% target range. In terms of its impact on monetary policy rates, Governor Remolona said there are limits in terms of how much more interest rates can rise. The BSP governor said the country is nearing its full capacity in terms of interest rates. This means if the monetary board will raise interest rates on August 17, it cannot be too high, the governor said. 
Remolon said, if monetary authorities will cut, there's room to cut. In terms of resorting to a pause, the BSP chief said, this will only happen if the data that monetary board receives is conflicting or inconsistent with each other. The BSP chief said, usually the pause is because monetary authorities want to reassess and if the data that comes are not quite consistent with each other and they scratch heads thinking what really happened, then the thing to do is pause. The BSP chief said monetary authorities don't want to race just because they feel like racing. They also want to know why they are racing, the BSP chief said. Meanwhile, the Bank of the Philippine Islands said it continues to expect a decline in inflation in the coming months in its base scenario. Assuming the absence of major supply shocks, headline inflation may finally return to the target of the Banco Central and Filipinas by September or October, the lender said. However, there are upside risks that could change this outlook. The most significant among these is El Nino. Bank of the Philippine Islands said it should be noted that El Nino is a global phenomenon that could affect the food production of other countries. The lender said importation is usually the immediate solution of the Philippines when there is a shortage of supply. But this might become difficult if other countries are also affected by the El Nino phenomenon. Inflation from services may also remain sticky as consumers continue to focus their spending on these. It may take a longer period for core inflation to return to target given this risk, Bank of the Philippine Islands said. The lender said base effects may continue to pull down inflation in the first half of the year 2024, but a significant rebound is possible in the second half, especially if the impact of El Nino is more substantial. BSP Governor Remolona added that the Monetary Board will take into consideration the forward guidance of the United States Federal Reserve as well as the central bank when making its decision. This is because interest rates, particularly of the U.S. Federal Reserve, do not only impact the country's economic growth and investment potential, but also its foreign exchange rates. BSP Governor Remolon said that the Fed hiked by only 25 basis points. That means what people usually look at is the differential between the target Fed funds rate and the Philippines' own reverse repurchase policy rate. Banco Central and Filipinas Governor Remolon said that differential has narrowed by 25 basis points. So normally that weakens the peso. The BSP chief said, but actually what market participants do is look forward to what will happen in the next few meetings and Looking at the next few meetings, it doesn't look like the differential will narrow further. That is why the peso remains stable despite the hike by the Federal Open Market Committee. Governor Remolona said the peso moves according to the forward guidance by the Banco Central in Filipinas, not just the differential itself or, quote-unquote, what happens in the differential over the next few meetings. Governor Remolona said the differential right now is between 75 basis points and 100 basis points. However, the BSP chief said the more important thing is to know what happens in the six months to one year period. Remolona said what they observe is it's not just the differential that matters. It is also the forward guidance by the Fed, forward guidance by the Banco Central and Filipinas about the likelihood of future moves. And so... The BSP chief said they found when they're kind of hawkish in their forward guidance, the peso actually, even with the differential narrowing, 
the peso actually got stronger. Meanwhile, Bank of the Philippine Islands said that the peso may move sideways for now as market players weigh improving imports, global financial market developments, and the central bank's future policy move. But the lender said the behavior of the local currency in 2023 may largely depend on what the Federal Reserve will do. Once the Fed is done hiking, the peso may strengthen as markets will likely assess the possibility of rate cuts, Bank of the Philippine Islands said. If a recession in the United States happens, the Fed may cut its rates and the Banco Central and Filipinas will likely follow, the lender said. But in this situation, the appreciation of the local currency will likely be smaller compared to other currencies, given the still substantial current account deficit of the Philippines this year and in the year 2024. Bank of the Philippine Islands said the current path of inflation gives the central bank the space to keep rates steady until the end of the year. So far, the lender said the probability of another hike is low, but it could go up depending on what the U.S. Fed will do. The U.S. Central Bank has not given a definite guidance on their future moves, but they have kept the door open for additional hikes if the data supports this. But even if the Fed decides to keep rates steady, it might still be premature to expect rate cuts from Banco Central and Filipinas this year, Bank of the Philippine Islands said. As mentioned, there are significant upside risks to inflation and keeping rates at current levels might be necessary to mitigate the impact of these risks, the lender said. Bank of the Philippine Islands said refraining from cutting interest rates immediately and too aggressively will also allow the Banco Central and Filipinas to build up its foreign reserves. This is important as the country is also seeing an increase in its external debt. Previously, the gross international reserves was able to cover the external debt fully or 100%. This has allowed the country to maintain a strong external position, which has been a crucial factor in its credit rating. But with the current account in deficit, the Philippines has had to borrow more from abroad to finance this. Bank of the Philippine Islands said the most recent gross international reserve print is now just 85% of the external debt. This indicates a deterioration in the country's external position. Bank of the Philippine Islands said a weaker external position may also prevent the Bank of Central and Filipinas from cutting rates immediately since it has less buffers to address the volatility that a narrower interest rate differential could bring. Short-term bond yields may stay elevated as central banks continue to fight inflation. Lower domestic inflation in the coming months may exert downward pressure on long-term yields but strong data from the U.S. may put a cap to the decline. For the stock picks, broker Regina Capital Development Corporation maintained its buy rating on Cebu Air Incorporated as it managed to post a net profit of 959 million pesos in the first quarter of the year, coming from a net loss of 7.61 billion pesos last year. As of March 2023, Cebu Air Incorporated operates 60 domestic routes and 28 international routes with a total of 2,595 scheduled weekly flights, broker Regina Capital said. Stated otherwise, Cebu Air Incorporated now caters to 77% of its pre-pandemic domestic routes, 92% of its pre-pandemic routes, and 96% of its pre-pandemic scheduled weekly flights. Simply put, Cebu Air Incorporated's operations are nearing where it used to be on 2019, the broker said. 
Broker Regina Capital increased its target price on the Cebu Pacific operator to 43 pesos per share. Cebu Air's share price closed last week at 35 pesos and 90 centavos apiece. Meanwhile, Regina Capital gave a sell on rallies on the stock of Asen Corporation as its share price is now back in its support price at 5 pesos. This comes after prices were rejected at 5 pesos and 62 centavos and is quickly coming down to 5 peso levels, the broker said. Regina Capital said moving averages are now bearish with momentum also getting sharply rejected. The broker said seeing as Asen is not a strong name as compared to other index names, this could be a good time to de risk on the stock as there is no other solid support if it breaks down below the 5 peso levels. The share price of Asen Corporation closed last week at 5 pesos and 50 centavos per share. Meanwhile, the May Bank Investment Banking Group said it maintains a buy for Ayala Corporation as its unchanged target price of 990 pesos. Maybank Investment Banking Group said the Ayala Corporation stocks 12% underperformance versus the Philippine Stock Exchange Index yield to date likely stems from the market's aversion to exposure to the property sector amid high interest rates. The broker said with the first half 2023 results from Bank of the Philippine Islands and Ayala Land Incorporated supporting its 37% year-on-year consolidated earnings growth forecast for Ayala Corporation and prospective rate cuts in fiscal year 2024, Maybank Investment Banking Group said it believes the current share price weakness is a good buying opportunity for the stock. The stocks of Ayala Corporation closed last Friday at 619 pesos and 50 centavos apiece. And now for the weather outlook by the website of the Philippine Atmospheric, Geophysical, and Astronomical Services Administration, or PADASA. In an advisory it issued at 12 o'clock p.m. of August 4, 2023, valid until 12 o'clock p.m. of August 11, 2023, PADASA said the prevailing southwest monsoon will be the dominant weather system to affect the entire archipelago throughout the outlook period, August 4 to August 11. The weather agency said that beginning noon of August 4 until Tuesday, August 8, the whole archipelago will experience partly cloudy to cloudy skies with afternoon or evening rain showers and thunderstorms, mostly over the western section. Pagasa said that by Wednesday until Friday, August 9 to August 11, southern zone Visayas and Mindanao will experience cloudy skies with occasional to frequent rain showers and thunderstorms. The weather agency said the rest of Luzon, including Metro Manila, will have partly cloudy skies with afternoon or evening rain showers and thunderstorms. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business Mirror Brotherhood Podcast. As always, we are grateful for your support. For suggestions and comments, please email news.businessmirror.gmail.com with the subject line BM Podcast. The Brotherhood Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Cabangon publisher of the Business Mirror. Many thanks go to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emmanuel Acalas for the technical and sound editing. Our gratitude also goes to Business Mirror reporter Kai Ordinario for providing the voice for the waiver. This is Dennis Estopasi of the Business Mirror asking you to stay safe, stay strong, and be empowered. Catch you in the next episode.